For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. One day, my, my dad was in a meeting, uh, a church meeting, and he was sitting there listening as the discussion and debate and disagreements were going round and around and around and around. And he drew the picture that you see on the back of your bulletins. If you turn to the back of your bulletin, you'll see a picture with fish, each one chasing the other in a circle, trying to eat each other. And this, he said, was his illustration of what church meetings were often like. And over the 30 years of my ministry, I have to say that my dad's illustration is absolutely perfect. Not just local churches, not just district meetings, annual conference meetings, conference sessions, general conferences. Oh boy, is that ever true there. This is what we do. The unending cycle of attack and be attacked, bite and be bitten, eat and be eaten. It's a never-ending story, a never-ending cycle. All we have to do is look around us at the world today to see this continual spiral of viciousness and violence, of hatred and enmity and strife, dissension, arguing constantly around and around and around us. And my friends, it's even, as I already said, in the church with teeth sharpened, fins ready to go to battle, ready to eat the tail of the other. Paul describes this in the works of the flesh sequence here in his letter to the Galatians, this wonderful sequence. Paul loves these kinds of sequences. He goes through them repeatedly. In all of his letters, he speaks eloquently, and in some places, he gives these lists. He loves lists. And, it, and we sometimes get trapped when we look too closely at any single word in that list or elevate any word above another word. They'll be taken as a whole. Well, here's the first list about the works of the flesh. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. It's as if he ran out of words, and so he just says, and other things just like the above, etc., etc., etc. Wow. Now, most people... Most religious people bleh, tend to prefer to, to roost on the first three, fornication, impurity, and licentiousness, because those sound really racy. They sound like sex, and we know that sex sells, doesn't it? 
So they really love to roost on these, especially because they don't see themselves as doing these. So they can beat on them for a while. That first word, fornication, oh, they love that word. The Greek word being translated here, fornication, is pornea. We get the English word pornography from pornea. And according to the Brown Driver Briggs lexicon of the Greek New Testament, it actually is quite a bit more than sex outside of marriage. It means violent, abusive, uncaring, exploitive sex. It means sex that violates proper boundaries of behavior. It is often used in Greek literature for prostitution. The idea of exploitation is very important in this word. It's not talking about mutual love and commitment. It's not talking about devotion and caring. It's not talking about tenderness and protection and mutuality. It's speaking about coercive, destructive, exploitative sexual activity. The word translated impurity, akatharsia, literally means unclean, dirty, trashy, filthy, polluted. It's a, a general catch-all term and used idiomatically, it means immoral. And while it sometimes conveys sexual connotations, it's not limited to that idea. Things are impure when they do not flow from God's love, from God's grace, from God's presence, from God's life, from God's righteousness, from God's will, from God's true desire for us. Those things are impure. Wow. And, and, and what about this word licentiousness, aselgia from the Greek? That sounds really racy. I mean, licentiousness. When just saying that word makes you feel, ooh, this has got to be really bad. It means a lack of self-control. It's as simple as that. To be licentious means to lack self-control. It means to be out of control, not in control of yourself, wild, and not knowing what direction you're going to go and going any which way. That's licentiousness. All of these are works of the flesh. They involve a degree of wild disregard for cultural convention and standards. Yes, indeed they do. They involve abuse of others being filthy, gross, or disgusting, being out of control, and they all incorporate conceptions of violence. Talk to some people and they'll act like this is the entire list of the works of the flesh, but there's a lot more. Idolatry and sorcery. Idolatry, of course, means the worship of other deities. Sorcery translates the Greek word pharmakia. We get the word pharmacology and pharmaceuticals from that word. It means drugs? Not quite. 
It means trying to manipulate others through nefarious means, sometimes using drugs to try to get something out of them that they otherwise would not give you. Hmm. Hmm. Enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions. Sounds like Congress, doesn't it? Sounds like city council meetings, doesn't it? Sounds like an annual and general conference, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Nod your head, yes. Mm-hmm. It does. When I posted a heads up notice about this week's sermon on Facebook, a fellow pastor from a different denomination, pastoring over in Africa, who's been harassing me now for weeks about being gay, launched into me with yet another attack. And I told him, you just illustrated perfectly this whole passage here from Galatians. Thank you. You gave me a great illustration. Hope he's listening right now. Yes. Enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions. That describes life today in so many ways all over the U.S. and all around the world. And it has described life, unfortunately, in church and in churches, and it has done so since Paul wrote the letter to the Galatians. The works of the flesh, they're real. They're usually governed in all of these, especially this list here of enmities and strife and jealousy and anger and quarrels and dissensions and factions. They're usually governed by the desire for power, control, getting your own way to the exclusion of all else, and it doesn't really matter about the other person. And it's not really about getting them, it's about getting your own way. There's two ways of doing anything, my dad used to say, the wrong way and my way. Well, that's the attitude here. And trying to get your own way is part of this list of the works of the flesh. We're not done. Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. These works of the flesh, as Paul says, are obvious. And they're alive amongst us. Who here cannot identify themselves, at least at some point in their life, doing at least one of these things? Don't put your hands up. Because that's yet another sin. Hmm. Many of us could see ourselves here in many of these. I've been involved in enmities and strife and anger and quarrels and dissensions and factions plenty of times. I've envied. Yes, I've done the drunkenness one too and carousing. I think many of us have. Hmm. Huh. You hear what Paul said about that? Those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Oops. 
If it's about being perfect, if it's about living your life perfectly, if it's about not sinning, then guess what? We're all toast, and we might as well just put it down and leave. But it's not about being perfect. It's not about not sinning. It's not about any of these things. It's about trust. It's about grace. It's about love. It's about the fruit of the Spirit, which battles against, battles with, struggles with these works of the flesh. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no long, there is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. And living by the Spirit means living out these fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and self-control. And my friends, it's not always easy. Sometimes I feel that flesh just kind of rooting itself out of me. Cut me off on the highway. Pull yourself in front of me at a stoplight. And you'll hear some of that stuff of the flesh coming out. And it's kind of hard to exercise these fruit of the Spirit when you're finding yourself in the midst of those types of situations. It happens. And it's real. And it happened to me this week on Friday. It's hard to practice love, joy, peace, patience. Patience is tough. Patience is really hard. Never pray to God for patience. God will give you reasons to need it. Patience, kindness. You know that word means to treat others like their family? Ooh. Kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There it comes down to that self-control again. It's hard this week. It's hard this week watching the news, reading the news, realizing what had just happened. The United Methodist Church's teachings on abortion are clear. We prize, recognize, and proclaim the sanctity of human life, but we also prize, recognize, and proclaim the necessity for people, for women, to have the freedom to choose. And especially in situations where life combats life, the tragic choice has to be maintained. Our social principles are clear on this. We value life, all life, and we value the freedom to choose. To choose in consultation with doctors and husbands and family, to choose the best course the safe course, the right course for the pregnant woman. That's her decision.
And so when this ruling came down, overturning Roe v. Wade, I was just... mm. Words of the flesh came flowing out of me. I was hurt for those who are hurting. My friends, this spiral of conflict and dissension and enmities and strife, biting and being bitten, consuming and being consumed, this must stop or we will consume each other. It must stop or we will destroy each other. So in the end, I had to come back to the fruit of the Spirit and seek love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and generosity, faithfulness, and truly self-control. The fruit of the Spirit, which overcomes the works of the flesh. May we be in prayer for those with whom we disagree. May we be in prayer with those who are hurt and hurting and will be hurt. And may we truly be witnesses to the love of God in Jesus, which never turns us away, never forsakes us, is always present with us, with an open hand and an open heart and an open mind and an open soul and open lips to speak words of peace and open ears to hear the cry and the need. May we truly be governed by the fruit of the Spirit, of the presence and power, glory and majesty of the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son. Let me dwell. And of the Holy Spirit.